Roll it up, roll it up, let it shock. Roll it up, roll it up, let it up, roll it up, roll it up. Why talk, why talk about it, be about it, take another shot. Hey, yo, what's going down? I'm OD, and this is Slump Sessions, the show that is the culture. Man, we are back after a few months, and it is only fitting that we come back with a motherfucking bang. Well requested. A lot of people have been requesting this interview. A lot of people. Man, we have Gringo, the MC, in the building. Yeah. Is How it, you doing, bro? I, it, I'm good. Tired, but I'm good. Same. And you. Same. You are, yeah, you Honestly, are tired. I'm not even tired no more. It's like, once you get to that... Once you get to that point where it's like you need sleep, you need sleep, and then you just hit a certain point and then that shuts off, you know what I mean? I'm just running on, uh, I don't know, man. I'm running, You're running on, on OE and Jack Daniels right now. Honestly, I really am, man. I haven't even eaten today, man. That's it's that. A, it's a horrible lifestyle. To that leave, is the man. Gringo lifestyle. Is it? Is it Gringo the MC or is it MC Gringo? It was MC Gringo, man. And then, uh, man, this asshole, bro. He uh, he lives in uh, Brazil, man. And he's a pretty big artist over in Brazil. And he goes by MC Gringo. So you know what I mean. I didn't want to outshine him and shit. So I just kind of changed it to Gringo the MC because you know what I mean. I, f- I kind of felt bad because he couldn't really rap that good, but I could. <laughs> so you know. Man, it's crazy. I see on on your social media like the love you get from fans. It's weird. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of interviews and I see a lot of different fan bases and so far I think you have one of the most dedicated fan Bro, bases. I put it up against anybody because that's the crazy thing is like I'll be trying to tell people that because like I meet people and I tell them I'm a rapper and I got a little fan base, but it's like the the amount of love that I get isn't proportionate to the I don't know. I don't know how I'm trying to say it, but I'm saying like I get way more love than a lot of artists who have way more fans than me. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have, you know what I'm saying? So if another artist has 10,000 fans, they get a little bit of love here and there. I can have 1,000 fans and get but they're dedicated. Yeah, bro. Die hard like, they're real fans. fans. Yeah, yeah, like fucking I got probably five or six people with my name tatted on them. I was about like, to ask that. What is uh, what is it like whenever you see a gringo tattoo? It's fucking weird, dude. It's really weird. Like I don't even like it's cool though. No like, I don't I don't mean to be like weird like it's creepy. It's not creepy at all because it's just. It's, I bet you it's like a shock. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because yeah, it's, it's like, like a shock. You're like, whoa. Somebody man, fucks with me that much. You know what I mean? Like, cause I got artists that I would tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Something related to their music or something on yeah. me. And it's like I don't view myself as anywhere close to those artists. So but it's like these people do. They they facts. they see you as somebody so relatable. That they're gonna just keep it there permanently. Facts, man. Hey, they really, they really believe in me even when I fucking don't believe in myself. Sometimes, like that shit, it keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very easy to get discouraged, but it's uh, it's it's hard to quit when that many people go that hard for you. You know what I mean? Especially in music, it's really easy to get discouraged, cause you can just be having a bad month where you're not really as creative as you have been or something. Right. But you have these fans that keep you going. Facts, man. Facts. Yeah, that shit is 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 crazy, man. It's a blessing, though. What do you do whenever you actually like are hitting like kind of like a dry spell? You're just kind of feeling down. Do you just go through them, or you just gotta keep going, man? It's like I always feel like all the music that I'm making sucks, dude. Like all of it. Like uh, heaven on that. On I had an album called Tendencies, man. And heaven, the first track on it. 
I went through so many times. Like, I'll argue with Chris, uh, my engineer, the guy who mixes and masters on my stuff, who taught me how to mix and master. I went back and forth with him so many times because he's like, this is such a dope-ass song. And I'm like, bro, this song fucking sucks. It ended up being the, probably the biggest song on the project. Like, one of the biggest songs I've made, period. People love it. But at the time I made it, I was like, this is trash. So it's like... I just pushed through it because at the time I'm making it, I think that almost every song I'm making is trash. And then, so you just got to make it and then figure out what's actually good later on. I guess you just have to, it's like a trial and error. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you if you view every song as it being trash and then you put it out and you get great responses from it, I guess. At it's, it's not even that, it, like, because it's like, it's just something in my own fucking head because I can make a song and then, like, I think it's trash, and then the next day I'll play it, and I'm like, you're tripping. Like, this is a pretty good song. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just I know it's in my head, so I just I just kind of block it out. I just, like, create, 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 figure out what's good later. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if you try to do it in the moment, then it's like, you start mixing, I don't know, man. You start mixing, like, emotions with the songs. So sometimes you could write a song about something that means a lot to you, but it's not necessarily a good song. But in your head, it's a good song because it means a lot to you. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's fucking weird, dude. And it's something that relates to you might not relate to everybody else. Facts, and, and yeah. Well, let's take it back, man. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Uh-oh. Where, Where is Gringo from? Uh, I was born in a small-ass town called West Point, Nebraska. And uh, I moved around a lot when I was real young. Um... Uh, I don't know. I lived in a shitload of small towns in Nebraska. And then when I was in like third grade, I settled in a town called Norfolk, Nebraska. I almost said Nebraska because I'd be, I'd be calling it Nebraska just fucking around, you know, because <laughs> the hood people up there. Yeah, there are hood people up there and they get it in, too. But the hood people up there, they call it Nebraska. There's, so, there's hood people everywhere, even in Nebraska. Oh, facts, man. They go hard. Actually, uh, North Omaha. I don't even I don't know if the statistics are current or whatever, but at one time it was a. Uh, it was the worst fucking it was the worst fucking place in America for black on black crime at one time. You know what I mean? Damn. So people be thinking it's super country and it is, don't get me wrong, but like you go to the right area or the wrong area and it, it ain't like that. But uh so yeah, man, when I was in when I was in third grade, I ended up in Norfolk. Um and then uh as I became like a teenager and shit, I started going down to Omaha a lot and uh my mom was fucking crazy. So when I was like uh, when I was like 14, I started going to Omaha and like staying there all the time. Like, I don't know. I was too young to be going because Omaha is two hours away from Norfolk. So it's like I was literally like 14 years old going to Omaha and just chilling in the hood. Like, I mean, the hood hood, like just like. I don't know. Like, looking back on it now, I'm like, I was a fucking idiot, dude. They, I could have got <laughs> robbed. I could have got shot, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're living your best life back then, man. At the you... time, I was like, fuck it, we thugging, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm like, man, you ain't cut off for that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. So when you say your mom is fucking crazy, yeah. what do you mean that she... I mean it in the most loving way, but okay, okay. she is nuts, dude. She's like, I don't she's fucking... <laughs> I ain't, I don't want to like bust her out or put none of like because she's a great person and great mother but like but she, she did let you go two hours away and, and yeah <laughs> well I mean like in growing up and shit it's like uh she's just like she was just like irresponsible for one but for two she uh was she younger or yeah yeah my okay. mom had me when she was eighteen okay yeah. and then not only that but she dealt with drug addiction and stuff like that while yeah, I was yeah. growing up you know what I mean so that don't help but uh she uh. I don't know, man. She was just like, 
at like on one hand she was incredibly irresponsible and when i was a kid it didn't i didn't get it i was like i when i was a kid i knew she was irresponsible i knew like like yo normal parents don't do this shit you know what i'm saying like like fucking bringing the bar home for an after party at our house uh, and we live in a little two-bedroom house, and we got fucking 40 people there on a Tuesday night, and I'm in fucking sixth grade. You know, I can't sleep. There's fucking 40 people in a little tiny house partying and shit. So it's like, at, like when that shit was happening, I was like, okay, this ain't normal. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I always had everything I needed. Maybe not everything I wanted, but you know what I'm saying? I never went hungry. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, she 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 uh she definitely cared about me and shit. You know what I mean? It's not nothing like that. She just was figuring out life as she was going, as is everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, shit. As a kid, as long as you got everything you need, you might not have everything you want, but that's all. That's all you can yeah, ask for. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But these are the if you if you got everything you want, then you don't want enough. You exactly. know what I mean? But these are the experiences of like you growing up that have shaped Gringo. Kinda, yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Not even kinda, who, but you're right, yeah. To be who he is today, man. So I know a lot of people think about Nebraska, and they do think about these small-ass towns. I'm going to stop you right there, bro. I don't think a lot of people think about Nebraska. <laughs> you know what <laughs> well, I mean? If you do think about Nebraska, I think about small town. What, mean, uh, what is it like, you know, in these small towns and stuff, man? Uh, Man, I ain't going to lie. I come from the town I come like. When I say where I'm from in Nebraska, I would say Norfolk because I didn't move there until third grade, but that's where I went to high school. That's where I caught my first fucking charge. That's where I got put on probate. Like, everything growing up and shit was in Norfolk pretty much from third grade on. And uh, What was that first charge for? It was just weed, bro. I, I never really, like, uh, I've never had no, ch- I've had a DUI when I was 18 because uh, I was getting all my friends into these clubs, man, because I was, like, connected because I built a fan base when I was real young, so I knew a lot of people. So when I was, like, 16, I used to go to this club called Capital, and this dude that I know, I ain't even going to say his name because I don't, I don't know if he can get in trouble for that or what, but uh, but you know who you are. Shout out you. But uh, he, he would get us into these clubs and shit <laughs> like that. Uh, he would pay the bouncer and shit, and then I'd bring all my homeboys in, and I was the shit because we were 16, bro. <laughs> going to like, I'm not talking about some hole in the wall bar in Omaha. I'm talking about like, pro- like at the, the popping places. It was the hottest club in Omaha. Like, and now looking back, I'm like, why the bro? If I went into a popping bar, and if I went into Clay in Houston, and I saw a fucking 16 year old, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who was letting us in? Like, that's just irresponsible. Anyways, I hey, somebody a, needed that money though. Facts, facts. So I caught a DUI one night because we went out partying there and we left there and uh i was just like racing down like residential streets and shit and crashed my car but uh and then other than that i just got weed charges man i got uh one pop uh one public intoxication because i was with somebody it was bullshit too because i was with somebody who got a dui and they they wrecked their car i was in the passenger seat so they wrecked the car and we, we get out of the car you're not just gonna sit in a wrecked yeah. fucking car you know and then the police come up and they give me a public intoxication for just being on the scene you know what i'm saying but i'm like what the fuck was i supposed to do like leave the scene of an accident because i'm not supposed to do that either you either know? way you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't and that's montgomery situation. county man that's montgomery <laughs> county for you but no like really all my all my legal trouble and shit has all been just like like party related shit like drinking smoking uh yeah just like weed and shit mostly man because i did see on your your instagram you had your mug shot up there yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> and that was a lit picture. I looked pissed off in that picture. But that yeah. was uh, Montgomery County. And actually, I beat that fucking case, bro. Hey. Yeah. Because on my Instagram post, I, uh, the caption on that, I remember it, it was uh, Montgomery County planted evidence on me again. Yeah, Can I you saw believe that. it? Or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so I went to court and I proved that they actually did plant the evidence on me. I mean, like, they didn't admit that they planted the evidence, but you know what I mean? Man. Well, at least you beat it. That's yeah. that's all you can ask for, man. We win over here, bro. <laughs> we win. You always winning. How uh, did you grow up like around music or? Yeah, uh, my dad. Um, man, like my whole like my whole childhood is just like is very like it wasn't necessarily bad. It was just like inconsistent. So like, but my dad. He was there most, especially when I was younger. Like when I got into my teenage years, uh, we kind of disconnected and shit. I didn't talk to him much for a little while, but uh, but every time I was around him, he was very he was very into music, man. My mom was into music. She like karaoke sings in the car and shit all the time. She loves like top forty shit and R and B, like he's sweating shit. And then my dad, the he, classic shit. Yeah, yeah, like classic like pop though, yeah, like top yeah, yeah. forty. And then my dad, uh, he plays guitar. Well, he doesn't really play no more, but he played when he was younger. And so when I was like, that's actually, I got into it when I was like 11 years old, he bought me a guitar and, uh, and then he said, he said, if you get better, if, if you learn how to play this motherfucker better than I can play guitar, then I'll buy you a Gibson Les Paul, which is Ooh. like the holy grail of guitars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like the, the, the standard anyways. Uh, so he owes me a Les Paul, but, uh, yeah, I haven't <laughs> got that motherfucker yet, but I did get better than him. I don't know if I am anymore cause I don't play as much no more, but I was, I was pretty cool with the guitar for a while. And, uh, so he taught me how to play guitar a little bit and, uh, um, yeah, man. So, I mean, like, I didn't have nobody that was, like, a professional musician in my family or no, okay. like, nobody connected in the music industry. I just grew up with a family that liked music, you know? As a lot of people do. A lot of people get into it with just, you know, being exposed to it by their parents. And, and like you said, your mom was in, into top 40 music. Mm -hmm. How did you get into rap? How did Honestly, I credit my mom with my, with my taste in this shit a lot, bro, because it's like, uh... She's in the top 40, and now, bro, like, my favorite music is pop music. My favorite music is top 40. Like, okay, okay. Like, you see all these hip-hop snobs, and they're like, oh, I fuck with this underground rapper, and fucking Drake sucks, and like, nah, <laughs> bro, like, I'm the opposite, bro. Like, like if you ask me who my favorite rappers are, it's probably gonna be all the people at the top of the charts, man. That's just the type of shit that I like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, I don't, yeah, um... I forgot what the question was. My bad, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I I I, I remember what the topic was, but I don't remember how you worded yeah, it. Yeah, how did you get into rap music? Like, okay. I mean, how did you actually start rapping, and how did you start writing and stuff, man? I uh, so I was play I started out playing the guitar. Like I said, my dad got me that guitar, and like I tried to run before I could walk. Like I didn't know what like I sounded like shit, bro. Like I could kind of sing. And I could play like four chords on the fucking guitar and I start hitting up promoters like, hey, man, can I get on this show? Like, and now looking back, I'm like, bro, you you were not ready for any type of performance. <laughs> but um, this just goes to show like it never hurts to ask because uh, do you know who Never Shout Never is by chance? Of course. You do? Of course. My very first concert ever was opening for Never Shout Never on his very first That's tour uh, ever. That's uh, his name, Christopher Drew? Yeah, Christopher yeah. Drew. Yeah. yeah from right. Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was a huge MySpace fucking nerd, like, 
kind of emo. Yeah, I was pretty emo, I guess. Now looking back on it, like a lot I of people went through that emo phase, I, though. I dyed my hair and like wore fucking skinny jeans and or girl jeans and shit like that. You know, like all the shit like back then, motherfuckers are like, "You're fucking queer," blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And then now, like everybody's doing that same type of thing. It's just like now people ain't wearing girl jeans because it's easy to get skinny jeans for yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, bro, you had to you had to wear girl jeans. They didn't make no skinny <laughs> jeans for guys. You know, so. Um, so I think that like, I think that that period of my life, that MySpace period really made me fucking different than everybody else. Now, I mean, now you're kind of getting into the emo rap, like Juice World and shit. He reminds me a lot of the old MySpace bands and shit like that. But, uh, um, what the fuck? Uh, anyways, so I, I keep digressing, but, uh. So I was playing guitar and shit, and I was going to coffee shops and hitting up promoters trying to perform. I opened for Christopher Drew. There's actually a video somewhere on YouTube. Uh, he has a song called She's Got Style. There's a video somewhere on YouTube of me and him playing that because I was a huge fan of his. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I saw that he was going on his first ever tour, and he was playing at a venue about 45 minutes away from where I'm from. And so I just hit up the promoter that was on the flyer, and I was like, hey, dude, like, I'm really fucking good. Let me play, you know? <laughs> and he's like, fuck it. You can go first, dude. So uh, I opened for him, and then I met him afterwards, and we played that song, She's Got Style and shit. And then I started playing, like, uh, coffee shops and, uh, uh, like, bars and shit. I was real young, too, but I don't know. They let me in. And then one day... At school, see, because I was never popular really in school for it because nobody <coughs> fucked with that type of music. Like, nobody cared, you know? Yeah. And then one day at school, this girl, her name was Destiny. I forgot her last name, but shout out to Destiny because she pissed me off. And so uh, I made, like, a rap song as a joke, just, like, dissing her and shit. And, uh, and then everybody at school was like, man, that shit's actually dope. You should do more. So then I made a few more songs kind of as jokes and then... It just like kind of transitioned into something serious, and I was like, man, people care way more about rap than they do about a fucking acoustic guitar. You know what I mean? That's crazy that you just started out, I guess, as a way to get back at that girl, man. Re yeah, see, like <laughs> before that, I was like, I was a little like never shout, never copycat, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that, that was really popular at that that point. I mean, a lot of people were, well, had that style, and a lot of people were. We're into that. I know a lot of girls were. Yeah, for no, for sure. A lot of girls were into it. Um, you get them hoes that way. But even like, even then, like in Nebraska, it wasn't really like that. Like because, like I was the only person my age that I really knew that was like fucking with MySpace heavy like that. You know what I mean? Like going and finding all the new bands and yeah. shit like that. So, uh, so yeah. But like it was. It trust me, it wasn't popular at all. You know what I mean? Like there was a few people who respected what I was doing and liked it, but like I didn't have a fan base or nothing like that. Isn't it crazy how back in the day we did have MySpace and how easy it was to put your music out there that way? Yeah, bro. MySpace was MySpace really like I credit MySpace with where the game's at today, partially at least. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they made like doing music on the internet a thing. You know what I mean? They like, did, and they made it accessible for people to actually like go out and look for music that they might not ever not ever hear from, you know, towns from all over, yeah, you know, yeah. places all over. That was crazy. Well, what was fucking genius is the profile playlist because you know yes. how many fucking dope ass songs I found just by going to my friend's profile and a song starts playing. I'm like, man, this song is fucking kick ass. You know what I mean? So, uh, Facebook, take notes, man. Definitely. I think now, I mean, I credit 
how the SoundCloud is now, how easy it is for you to put your music out there and everything, partially due to to uh, to MySpace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, MySpace uh, got the ball rolling for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, that you know, I think in every generation there's gonna be that kind of platform that's gonna be easy for for people to put their music out there, and I think that's definitely fucking that's hella critical for for musicians facts yeah hell yeah i mean shit and nowadays it's like there's multiple platforms you know what i mean you got soundcloud rappers you got youtube rappers you got you know what i'm saying so it's like just pick your lane and fucking it's dope man it's crazy it's weird but it's dope so whenever you're first starting out rapping and people started gravitating towards that what were some of your like influences in your style and stuff i was just a corny ass white boy bro <laughs> For real, all I, I just like listened to like a lot of Eminem and shit, like Eminem, 50 Cent. Um, I got into rap, actually, like rap music, because uh, my dad, um, growing up, he was uh, he was in like group homes and shit, like foster care and shit like that, and he was always with like, uh, he always got mixed in with like some hood-ass dudes from Omaha and shit. He went to uh, Benson High School and shit back in the day, and just like, I don't know, he knew a bunch of hood-ass dudes, I guess, just from being in group homes and shit. And so they put him on the rap music. They put him on the, like, NWA and shit like that. So then when I was probably, like, uh, I don't know, like, 9 or 10 or some shit, like, he bought me. I was probably a little, I don't know, whatever, but he bought me Straight out of Compton by NWA, and I fucking hey. loved that album, bro. Like, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I don't remember. I keep fucking... Well, you said you were a corny ass. Oh yeah, yeah. Corny ass white. Yeah. My bad, bro. My bad. So yeah, I mean, I just listened to like a lot of Eminem, and uh, <coughs> I listened to a lot of Nelly, and uh, I think Nelly's still one of the most undercredited fucking. Oh, definitely. Artists. Yeah. He paved so many fucking lanes, bro, and he doesn't get any fucking love for it now. So shout out Nelly. You're my favorite rapper, bro. <laughs> uh, going, you know, kind of from that. I was watching a video the other day about like white rappers and then uh what was it it was white rappers and then uh rappers that are white and it was like <laughs> that's a good yeah it, yeah it, i get it yeah i get it right right as like the way you worded it i understand it completely yeah and then like that was a crazy thing i was i was like man i've never thought about it yeah because then they were they were breaking down like how they have these these rappers that use being a, a white guy, you know, to push their music yeah, and, and yeah. like the like you like said, Tom it, McDonald. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. I fuck with Tom McDonald. He's talented as hell, but he does do that. He does. Yeah, Tom McDonald is he can write. He can he can word his shit together. He's a rapper, like yeah. rapper, like, like. But the way, but what he's saying is, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with it a lot. Yeah, man, I think he's just, I think he's kind of. Uh, I think he's just willing to say whatever to fucking get seen here, yeah. to get heard. You know what I mean? I'm, and sometimes it's kind of cringy, but I do think he's incredibly talented for sure. But yeah, that's what it was basically. And then it was like rappers that are, are white, like people that are actually just rappers. They're mm -hmm. MCs, but they just happen to be white. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, uh, like, uh, somebody like an LP or somebody, you know, somebody who's, uh, yeah. Or like or even uh, atmosphere and shit. atmosphere yeah. and Mac in his later days. Yeah, Mac, Mac all the time really like because Mac had that white boy label put on him, but like you could tell that everything he did was genuine. It wasn't yeah. like nothing was like 
He was a he was kind of a corny white boy, like R.I.P. I mean that in the most yeah. respectful way, because I was a corny white boy too, and I looked. Mac was one of my biggest influences at one time in my life. He was one of my favorite artists for sure. I saw like, him the first time he came to Houston. It was the most amazing oh, thing no ever. Shit. Where was it at? It was at Warehouse Live, or okay. was it a House of No? It was, I think it might have been Warehouse Live. Okay, but it was an amazing show. It was yeah, great. I bet. Was it was like was it around the time of like kids and shit? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, but like, yeah. So Mac Miller, he was slightly corny just because he was goofy, but it was lovable. You yeah, know, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like he's trying too hard. It was like, oh, he's just a goofy ass white boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I thought it was just interesting to see the 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 breakdown of of the two because I've never even thought about that. Yeah. And then going into this interview, I was like, Gringo is definitely a rapper that just happens to be white. Yeah. That, yeah. I would agree with that, man. Like because. I don't think even in like a lot of most of your music I heard, I don't even think I heard you even say that you were a white guy or anything. Yeah, dude, so why do you, I, why the fuck? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I heard a comedian a long time ago. He told a joke and he's like, it's so fucking stupid when people come up to you and they say, this is a picture of me smiling. And he's like, bitch, I know it's a picture of you smiling. Cause I can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so if I'm white, what what the fuck I gotta say I'm white for? You know what I'm saying? Like fuck, you know what I mean? Like, so going into your music, I thought that was really dope. That you know you were just somebody who was making music and just doing you, and you just didn't give a shit. Yeah, man. I really I was honestly what it was. It was less it was less noble than that, bro. Because it was more so just like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I thought I was <laughs> cool as fuck, bro. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it worked out. You know what I mean? Like. At the end of the day, you just uh, sometimes when you're starting off with something, you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you just got to fucking do it. You know what I mean? And you're going to you might suck at it. You might fail, but you just got to do it. What is it like whenever somebody actually comes to you trying to bring like, oh, you're, you know, a white guy in rap or anything? Uh, I don't I guess I'm numb to it at this point, man. Mo like. Honestly, a lot of times, well, as I get older, uh, when I was younger, when I was like 16, it always worked in my favor, bro. Always. It, oh, it, it was never a bad thing, bro. Like, at first, it would always be like, who the fuck is this? Like, nobody took me seriously. But as soon as I rap, bro, bam, the whole fucking vibe switch. And they're like, oh, he's a re he, he actually raps. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as I get older, I do notice that uh, I guess like the novelty of it wears off. You know what I mean? Because a 16 year old white boy in Nebraska, like he ain't supposed to rap, you know. But nowadays, uh, there's so many rappers of all different races and you know what I'm saying? Subgenres. You just let your music speak for itself. Exactly. I mean. You just have to make good music now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no gimmicks. And starting from the beginning, like you, you've done a lot of different shows and stuff and traveled. You know, you've done. I think I've seen you do like colleges and yeah. how is that? A lot of people don't get that experience to actually go out and do what they love to do. Man, when uh I just like I've always uh <coughs> I've always kinda what's the word I'm looking for? Like not idolized, but like I've always been attracted to like the whole Rolling Stone lifestyle mentality. Yeah. Just like like because like like I grew up, like I said, I started I got into music playing the guitar, so it's like I was looking up to like fucking Guns N' Roses and fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first concert I ever went to was Def Leppard and Journey and, like, you know? So, in that whole, that in that culture, it's like, 
it's dope to be like an outlaw kind of just like yeah. you ain't got to be rich like in, in hip-hop it's not dope unless you're rich but in rock music it's cool to be poor it's cool to fucking you're grimy you're a badass yeah, you're fucking yeah. you were raw shit you it, know exactly so it's like i've always kind of glamorized uh that lifestyle of just like fucking packing a bag and hitting the road you know yeah. what i mean like i've always fucking loved that um so and i've always been like a pretty adventurous person man so it's just like it made sense to me like anytime i got an opportunity to go somewhere or do something i did it man and it's brought me it's it's taken me a lot of fucking cool places man what's been one of your favorite shows that you've done uh to this day man my favorite shows that i've ever done were um when I started, uh, so I got I got that first show opening for Never Shout Never by messaging the promoter and just yeah. asking him to open. So after that worked, and looking back on it, that should have never fucking worked. That dude <laughs> should have ignored my message or like whatever, but it worked. So for the longest time in my head, I'm just like, oh, that's how you get on shows. You just fucking message someone, you know, which in a sense it is how you get on shows. You just reach out to people. There's more to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You gotta. There's a there's a strategy. You know, <laughs> um, so. Uh, but after, when I first started making hip-hop music, man, I started doing shows at this uh, venue called Sokol Underground in Omaha, uh, 13th and Martha. Shout out Sokol. I actually got that shit tatted on me. Oh, hold on, hold on. You got to take off the Russian jacket. Yeah, I do. I ain't taking it all the way off, though. That's my comfort zone. That's your comfort zone right there? Yeah. But it's like, I got that shit tatted on me right here. It says Sokol. Okay. It's an upside-down crown because it's like the venue... The venue is called Sokol, but there's a basement called Sokol Underground. Uh. So I flipped the crown like Underground King type thing. I don't know. I was really high, but uh. <laughs> but anyway, so I start playing. So so Sokol was like the shit. Like when Wiz Khalifa did his first tour, he played at Sokol Auditorium. Like that's where like for the longest time that was the venue in Omaha, and uh. So I saw all these big rappers going there, and I'm like, well, fuck, I want to play there, you know? So I found the first fucking show I could find that was at Sokol Underground, and uh, I messaged the promoter and asked him to play, and he ended up being a really fucking good friend to me. And uh, it's kind of a weird situation because he's like an older guy. His name is Benny, man, but he looked out for me, man, and he always paid me for my shit. Even, when, even before I was bringing people in, I'd bring fucking 10 people in, and he'd make sure to give me a couple hundred bucks so I could fucking get home, you know? But uh, anyways, so I started doing these shows with him, bro. Like, those first Sokol shows were all, like, all of them. Those are my favorites because I went from, I didn't have any fans in rap at all. Yeah. And I, uh, I performed at the first couple shows, and it was all with metal bands. There was no other rappers on the bill because I was an idiot, and instead of trying to get on a rap show, I You're just You just getting on anything. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, I had long hair, and I was fresh off the guitar vibe. You know what I mean? So and it, 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 it opened you up to a lot of new you know, people that might have not heard your music at the time. Facts. Well, and, and at the time, like... You got to think, like, now, like, all this SoundCloud rap, like, Suicide Boys and, like, this white boy rap and shit, yeah. that didn't exist then. So it's like when, when, when these kids go to a metal show and they see some fucking white boy with fucking girl jeans and long hair up there rapping, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that was unheard of at the time. Like, there was no... There was no fucking Suicide Boys. There was no none of that shit. You know what I mean? So it was kind of weird, but people really liked it. But I got to see... Within my first few shows, I played one show, 
Nobody knew who I was, but it went well. I played another show. A couple people knew who I was. Played another show. By the time I played like my fourth or fifth show, I showed up and there's like 20 fucking girls all up by the stage, crowded up by the stage super early. And I asked the promoter, I'm like, the fuck are they doing like the bands don't start for another hour and the promoter's like bro they're here for you like oh, and shit. i'm like oh shit you know what i mean so that's kind of those shows man like that's where i really fucking realized like bro like you're kind of good at this like and at the time i wasn't that good but i could see the potential you know what yeah. i mean so and you you saw you're bringing in people and you saw the growth and stuff yeah i ain't gonna lie but like them shows like uh i was probably bringing in like maybe 30 or 40 people a show. It wasn't nothing crazy, but at the time it was like, bro, 30 or 40 people actually liked me enough to come pay fucking $7 to fucking watch me rap. Like, that's, that's insane. That's great. I mean, there's people who can't even do that. You it, know? I ain't gonna lie. Even even in today's day and age, if you're fucking selling 30, 40 tickets to open for a bigger artist, that's a decent pull. You know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's good. You know, 30, 40 people in a room, mm -hmm. it fills out space. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we just see, we see these big ass rappers go and sell out House of Blues and we just think it's that easy. But like, no, nah, like, you know what I'm saying? If you can sell 30, 40 tickets, like you you can start to make some real money if you can do it consistently. Yeah. Especially if you're, you don't have to sell out a whole show to make money or nothing. Nah, nah, nah. But, I mean, nowadays you're seeing people like you who can do it and a lot of, a lot of people around here, man, they got fan bases and they're able to bring in. 40 50 people and that's all you really need to start you know facts uh, basically your career oh there's some artists that make a living touring and playing shows to fucking 40 50 people you know what i'm saying like yeah even when i was up in nebraska like i was pulling uh it just depended on the show but usually it would be i would pull 100 to 150 somewhere in that range but it's like i was making good fucking money doing it you know what i'm saying it's like you don't need to pull that many people to make good money. Like you pull a hundred people at fucking ten bucks a pop, that's a thousand dollars. After you pay off, pay your DJ, pay for you know whatever else you may need to pay for any expenses, you're still walking away with fucking six, seven hundred dollars for the night. Like that's not bad. You know what I mean? Like that's a bigger check than a lot of people make working a whole week. You exactly, know? Exactly, so, man. And that's so. crazy that you can do that off of something you love. Hey, most definitely, man. Let's let's talk music. Let's talk your your music. What was some of the first music that you were putting out and some of the, for like the, your first project? What was that like putting together your first project and shit, man? Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess it depends like what you would consider my first project because I started out recording like the first shit that I recorded was with a rock band microphone. I figured out that I could plug that into the computer and use I it. I figured that out, too, because yep. I attempted to do that in high school. Hey, yep. Please don't go look for that music, because <laughs> it is horrible. Oh, no, I, I still have people ask me about that music, and I'm embarrassed as hell. I'm like, no, dude, don't even search it. Like, that, was, that was my attempt at being a rapper, and then I realized quickly that I cannot be a rapper. <laughs> you were cut out to interview, bro. I, I was cut. I don't know. It, for me, it was... I didn't know how to structure my music. Uh, okay, I could yeah. write, but I couldn't structure it. Hey, I, I ain't gonna lie, the structures the structure's an important part of it too. I, you know, I didn't know at the at the time I didn't know bars. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know how to, to. Oh, you one of them dudes? You just wrote on the notebook paper. Exactly. Too. Yeah, yeah, like a paragraph or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, got I got homies that still do that to this day, and they make dope ass verses. But I'm like, how the fuck do you like? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's how you you work it. But I I didn't I never worked i never tried enough i gave up too quickly and 
You never know. Maybe I'll come back. But yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Hey, man. Hey, you never know. Hey, Wave House Studios, if you ever need to record, come fuck with us, bro. Hey, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. I want to. Oh, I wanna... Shameless self promotion, but like, hey, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm being dead ass, though. Like, if you want to rap, come to Wave House, bro. Hey, definitely. Check out Wave House. We're going to talk about it. I want to get into it. But your first project, what was the first project that you put together, man? Uh, so the, so the, I was talking about them shows at Sokol Underground and where I first started seeing like my first 20, 30 fans or whatever. Um, and I was, uh, I was hand burning, uh, these mixtapes that I used to call church. Cause at like, okay. So like I was, uh, I was kind of scouring the internet. Like, I feel like I, uh, I understood the internet before a lot of other people in my area did. And I understood, okay. You can use Google to fucking learn anything you want. And you can, you know what I'm saying? So and that was like pre-YouTube. Oh, for sure. Like YouTube existed, but it was just but, like cat videos and shit. Yeah. yeah, hey, yeah. Shout out to the cat videos. I still fuck with the cat videos. Classics. Classics. <laughs> facts. But, uh, um, yeah, man. Uh, what was I saying? Fucking. You're using Google and, and. To to learn about uh, the internet and yeah thank yeah yeah you gotta uh, you gotta forgive me I'm still running on strip club oxygen but uh, and you're already down one whole OE so oh yeah no yeah this is light work and a shot man but, oh yeah yeah I'm about to have to pour up another one here but uh um so yeah I really I figured out how to use the internet and so I started exploring other cultures and I was really into I was into Houston and this was before I had any ties to Houston I had you know I didn't know anybody in Houston it might as well have been fucking Timbuktu but uh so I found some Houston shit and I got into like 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 church you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying church you know so I start and I just like I was like I don't know what it means but it sounds cool so I just started saying it all the time like somebody <laughs> say something I'd just be like church you know what I mean and uh so I start yelling that at my shows and all my fans would start yelling it it would be a chant like before I would go on stage people would be out there chanting church and shit like that and uh and so I decided to call my first mixtape, or I called it Church, I called my first project Church the Mixtape, and I literally sat there for like, I don't know how many fucking nights I spent fucking four, five, six hours sitting there burning CDs, burn a CD, write my name on it, write church, put it in the fucking thing, burn a CD, you know what I'm saying? Like for hours and hours, and uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I did that, and uh, the music sucked, but it was cool at the time, people liked it, I guess, some people did, and uh... What year was this? This was oh, bro. I don't. I was fucking like fifteen, probably. I don't know. I don't even know what year I was fifteen. It would have been ten. I'm twenty five now, so that would have been like ten, eleven years ago. So twenty ten, yeah, okay. two thousand nine, twenty ten, somewhere around there. And uh, and then I did that for a long time. And then uh, my uncle, he lived in Colorado, in Denver. Before Denver was Denver, he lived in Denver, and uh. <laughs> And he had a neighbor. He lived in like the hood, right? Because he didn't have much money. So he bought a house in the only neighborhood that he could afford, which was like a ghetto ass neighborhood called Cole. Shout out to Cole in Denver. If anybody watching is from there or has been there, it's a dope little, there's a lot of culture in that neighborhood. But uh, so his next door neighbor was like, they owned a recording studio. And so my uncle was like, come out to come out to Denver and I'll hook you up with him. You can record in a real studio. So I was like, cool. So I go out there and we go to the studio. And it turns out that that studio was just a front like for some shady ass shit they were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were good people, but they were involved in some shady ass shit. And so he put me on to his friend and I recorded 
I don't even know what I, I don't even know if I had a name for that project, but I recorded like four or five, maybe six songs out there. And, uh, and I really started pushing that and I started getting radio play up in Nebraska with it at, uh, 89.7 The River, a radio station in, it's actually in Council Bluffs, Iowa, but Council Bluffs and Omaha are like the same city. It's kind of like, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even know where Nebraska is. What? Uh... No, you're not. I'm not surprised because a lot of people don't. But it's like, so if you go north of Texas, you got Oklahoma. Yeah. If you go north of Oklahoma, you got Kansas. Okay. And then if you go north of Kansas, you got Nebraska. So it's like oh, three okay. states up. Four, so you, you just came all the way down. Hop on 45, go north for 14 hours, and you're in Nebraska. Shit. Well, it turns to 35 in Dallas. But anyways. Okay. Like, anyways, <laughs> you go north for 14 hours, you're in Nebraska. Okay, so that, you know, three states up. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, yeah, so I made that little thing in Denver, but I didn't really have a name for it. But the first, like, real project that I probably made was after I came to Houston. And, uh, no, 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 I'm lying. I had one called Fuck It, Love It, or Hate It. And uh, that was actually the only reason I thought of that. I would have completely forgot that I, that was my first project, except today is the nine-year anniversary of it. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where can people find that one at? They shouldn't. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, fuck hey, that project. Well, but I, I, I think it's on Datpiff still. If somebody's really interested and wants to find it, I think it's on Datpiff. But I should have looked up your Datpiff. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> please don't, man. Please don't. Um. So I, yeah, I forgot Datpiff was a thing. Yeah, man. Datpiff was. Oh, it was the shit for the time. Like now, looking back, it's like primitive. It's like stupid. Yeah. But like at the time, it was fucking dope. Like, yeah, I want to download whole mixtapes. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I don't. But at the time, that shit was hard. That's crazy because even you being so young, you're only 25. You were still. I'm glad you think that's young because I'll be feeling old, man. Hey, I'm 26. I feel old too. Hell yeah, yeah. See, you could, <laughs> yeah. I, I just turned 26 uh, um, a few months ago. I'm slipping. Gee, I opened two beers. Hey, fuck it. I fuck them it. both. Um, so, yeah, even you being so young, man, you, you were around during that, that pressing your, your CD, yeah, yeah. you know, riding on it. How Got like, it out the mud. Exactly. How was, like, that's crazy how people used to have to do that. Now all you have to do is just upload it. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, uh, the time... So back in the day when you when you had to burn your own CDs and shit, okay, so you might the, the the amount of time that you spent burning those CDs, which was a lot of fucking time, that yeah. shit was time consuming, you still have to spend that same amount of time Selling on them. your online releases. Oh, oh. You're just you're just not spending it writing on CDs and shit. You're spending it submitting oh, so to blogs yeah, or fucking, you were in that in between where there were yeah. people still having it was CDs. Weird. And then people still on the internet. Yeah, and half and half of your fans are saying CDs are fucking stupid, and the other yeah. half of your fans are saying, "Man, when can I get a CD?" You know what I mean? So it's a weird. It was a weird. It's fucking weird, dude. It's weird. Even now, I still a lot of. No disrespect, but yeah, a lot of older heads that are still trying to rap. Fuck the old heads. <laughs> they they will like they'll give me a CD, and then in my, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah. But I don't even have a CD player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I ain't even going to lie. I got shitted on because there's this uh, little kid. He, uh, his name is Carter. Shout out Carter. A Carter. And his mom, Lisa. She's cool as hell, too. And his brother. Um, anyways, uh, he, he was interested in making beats. So I was helping him make beats, like learn how to make beats when I was up in Nebraska. But uh, 
he had a birthday party and I didn't know what to give him, but he's a huge fan of my music. So I gave him a bunch of merch and, uh, and I gave him a CD and his dad was there and, uh, apparently his dad's like a dick or something. I don't know. But he was like, uh, he's like, fuck is he going to do with the CD? And at first I was pissed. I was like, you're a fucking douchebag. But then I was like, yo, you're fucking right though. Like, what is he going to do with this kid? Don't know shit about CDs. Like he got an iPad, like fuck a CD. But I still, uh, I don't listen to CDs, but I I appreciate yeah. like a like a hard copy. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you, you even over here we got Two Raw on the the wall. Yeah, um, that shit. Though. Shout out Two Raw by the way. That's my hey, boy, man. Hey, yeah, shout out Two Raw. I just saw you do something that I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, I I do weird shit, bro. I think you just poured Jack Daniels into an OE. Yeah, I did. What is what is this? Is this? Is this something you do? It's like it's like when you add an extra uh, extra shot of espresso into your Starbucks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Same logic. Is this something you do regularly? Uh, I don't really like. Or have you ever tried? I ain't gonna this? lie, bro. I'm just kind of like unpredictable. Like I just uh, do weird shit all the. I just always try to like switch it up. You what? know, like. But I have done this before. Yeah, I it, have. Is I this don't, a thing? I don't do it. I don't know, but I don't do it regularly. Does this have a name? Oh, it should. Shit. Uh. Let's call it MC Drinko. Um, MC Drinko. Let's call it a. Uh, I don't this, know, man. This it's, is this it's, is your drink right here because it's just one of my tendencies, dog. Because you can see w- clearly what you did over here on the camera. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, did I just see him? Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I didn't even. It wasn't even a conscious decision. And just. I didn't like. Like I said, I'm running on onyx oxygen right now. <laughs> like, you you're wild. Okay, Kinda man. Kind of shit. Sometimes. You caught me on a weird day, man. I ain't even going to lie. I'm just weird today, man. Hey, this is this is good, though. Hell this- yeah, man. No, I ain't going to lie. I fuck with it. So far, like, this is dope, man. I want to like, come back and do this every week with you. I know you got other guests to get in and shit, but, like, this shit hard, bro. I want to come hey, back already. Well, maybe maybe you, you could be the, the second guest. We have two raw... Uh, come for the first guest of the podcast. Maybe we'll have MC Gringo come back. Hey, do a joint one with me and Two Raw. That'd hey, be lit. Let's do it. That'd we're, be lit. We're, we're gonna set it up. Since uh we haven't made no music together yet, at least maybe we could get a, a podcast feature in. Hey, that's gonna be dope. And we'll get a freestyle or something. Does Does Gringo freestyle? I mean, today I do. Fuck it, I'm down today, bro. <laughs> you caught me on the right day, bro. Hey. Okay. Well, let's go to. How did you even get? to houston from nebraska because so far so far we've been talking you're still in nebraska you haven't yeah 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 how did you even link down Um, to here okay so man like you be asking me questions that are like long ass stories and then i start that's good no no you're asking good questions but it's frustrating for me because it's like it's a long ass story and i'm like adhd as fuck right now so i start my story (laughs) and then i'm like fuck what was the question but uh Long story short, Chris Howard, man, uh, he's actually the dude that owns Wave House. I know you said we get into that later, but uh, he, uh, when I was, when I first started all this shit, when I was in the stages of the rock band Mike and shit, yeah, uh, a friend of mine that I played basketball with, his name is Neil Winters. He had a sister that went to UNL, which is the Cornhuskers uh, University of Nebraska at Lincoln, the like only famous thing in Nebraska, pretty much, <laughs> and uh, other than. Gringo the MC. Facts. So there's a dude named Christopher Howard who is now like my business partner, my best friend. That's like my brother. You know what yeah. I mean? But 
so he was real into football. He went to go walk on at uh, UNL. He was going to play for the Huskers. He went up there. Tuition was expensive as fuck, and he's like, fuck that. But he met this girl named Kristen Winters, who was a friend of mine's sister. She gave me his music, Chris Howard's music, and I was like, man, the mixing is fucking really good on this. It sounds professional. So he says, I can start mixing your shit, bro. So I start emailing him shit. He starts mixing it, and then I never meet him for like, a year or two, he's mixing and mastering all of my shit. And then he came up for, uh, it was his 21st birthday. I had a concert actually at Sokol Underground, that venue we were talking about. And uh, I think it was a Halloween party or something. No, it wasn't. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so Chris comes up for that. I meet him. And then just like, I don't know, we just always hit it off, man. I'd always talk to him over the internet. And when I got locked up when I was younger, he would always write me and shit. He just, he's a, he's a solid ass dude. And so when I was 18, I was always in trouble when I was younger, like on house arrest and probation and uh, state ward and shit like that. And then when uh, when I turned 18, like they had to let me off papers and shit, or they didn't have to, but I got off papers and shit. And Chris was like, uh, man, come down to Texas. Like, I'll fly you down here. You can stay with me. Let's just see what fucking happens, you know? So uh, he flew me down. I had met this dude one time before this. And he flew me down from Nebraska. I got off the plane. Uh, he picked me up, and we just been running ever since, bro. Like that's how you know a solid ass dude. Yeah, you've only met him once, but he fucks with you so heavy. He yeah. believes in what you do. He thinks you're you, you're so dope. Yeah, and he trusts you that he's gonna fly you down here, man. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like we were strangers. We yeah, talk, we talked a lot, and he had mixed probably a hundred songs for me by this point. But uh, number one, he did a he did all the like he mixed a hundred songs for me for free. I wasn't paying him nothing. He, he just believed in the music and he wanted to build with somebody like because yeah. he had rap. But I think he got to the point where he was like, I don't really want to rap. I want to mix and master. So yeah, it was dope for him because he found a dope artist that he could practice on, experiment with, and it, obviously it was dope for me because my music didn't sound like shit no more. You, you had, know what I you mean? You had somebody who's amazing at it. Yeah, man, and so. Uh, Man, it's it's kind of fucking weird how it happened. So he flew he flew me down here, and I don't know, man. Like I lived with him for a couple months, and met a girl, moved out, lived with her, and just kind of like started my own life and shit. You know what I mean? But he's always been there for me. Even are you still with this girl? No, 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 oh, okay, no, okay, okay, no. I'm not. But uh, <laughs> but she was. A, I don't even know why I brought that up. But I just I'm I'm rambling. But uh, but no, like. Ever since then, bro, he's been my most solid fucking friend. You know what I mean? Like, we butt heads, we fight, but at the end of the day, like, if I, if I need anything, that's my go-to dude. I don't have no family here. Like, I can't call nobody, really. Like, Brothers bump, bump heads. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's real stubborn, and I'm real stubborn, and you know what I'm but saying? But at the end so of the day, like, it's love. Yeah, yeah. We're both the type of people that, like, we want to be right all the time. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to fight. But, uh, but no, nah, man, like, at the end of the day, like... He's bonded me out of jail, I think multiple times, but at least <laughs> at least once for sure. And uh, but he's just like my like, you know what I'm saying? Like little shit like that you take for granted. Like, you know, like if I'm fucking fifty dollars short on rent, I can get him to cover that, hit him yeah. back. Like, you know, little shit like that. Like uh, I was down on my ass when I first when I first quit my day job and started doing music and shit. I was down on my ass. I ain't have nothing. And uh, he fronted me the money to go get a car. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it was a cheap ass little car, but it was what I needed at the time. Like just little shit like that, that uh, a lot of people would normally have family around for yeah. or something to help with. He's been that guy for me in Texas. What is it like, you know, 
like quitting your day job to actually do music full time. I don't know, man. Like, whenever I was, like, young, when I started making music, I would always think to myself, I'm like, bro, like, I don't have to be, like, rich, rich. I just got to be able to live comfortably off music. I want to be able to paint. And I remember being, like, 14, 15 thinking that. And then, um, so then a few years ago, man, I was running studio sessions out of my apartment, and studio sessions were kind of picking up. I mean, looking back on it, I should have never fucking quit my job, but at the time <laughs> I was like, fuck this, I'm quitting my, I quit my day job, I had a job at a, at an upholstery shop, I don't know if I quit or got fired, but I basically just quit showing up, and, uh, and yeah, man, I just fucking thugged it out, man, I, within a couple months, I got evicted from my, well, my lights got turned off, and if you ain't got no lights, you can't run no studio time, yeah. so I couldn't make no money, so I got evicted from my apartment, uh, kind of stayed in my car for a little while, fucking, Stayed with a girl, stayed with her parent, like, just, like, random shit, just basically homeless, you know what I'm saying? Like, crashing on couches and shit, and uh, fucking sucked, dude, and then I moved up to Nebraska, I stayed with my family for a little while, just kind of bounced around Nebraska, I was doing shows for money, um, making, like, anywhere from, like, five to seven hundred dollars a show, doing, like, you know, a few shows a month or some shit, so I was still pretty fucking broke, and not only that, but I was fucking irresponsible with my money, <laughs> and then, uh, really where I started picking up is then Chris, that dude, he built a studio here in Texas, uh, called Wave House, well, it didn't, I, like, at the time, like, I don't even know if it had a name, but, <coughs> so he told me, he's like, man, come back down to Texas, because he's got a dope-ass job, man, he went to college, he's got a double major, he's, he, man, he, he, he's one of the most responsible fucking people, like, his, Life is like a blueprint for how fucking responsible adults should be. <laughs> but uh, so he's got a dope ass job. So he had all this extra money to invest. He had all this studio equipment. He's like, man, I'm going to open this studio. Will you run it? Like run it day to day operations. I'll make sure you got an, you're making enough money to pay your bills. And, you know, let's build this shit. And so I was like, hell yeah. So I come back down to Houston and I've been running Wave House ever since then. And shit, man, like I ain't going to lie. Like at first. I was making, I was making okay, like not even okay. I was making like kind of shit money, but to make it all off music, I was like, fuck, this is dope, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, a lot of people. Like a thousand dollars a month. Like I could have went and worked at Wendy's and probably made more, but at, like to me, that was the shit. And I could have, I and I was working like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, you can keep going. Oh, cool. But and I was working, uh, like I don't know. Anyways, uh. So that shit was, uh, I don't know, that shit was cool. And then, late, like, ever since then, bro, business has just been more and more and more and more and more booming, man. We keep improving the studio, and I keep meeting more and more people. So far, pretty much everybody that's come through Wave House has been happy with it. So that's helped me a lot with, you know, bringing, a, like, returning clientele back. And I don't know, man, finally making enough money. Like, I can buy name brand cereal and shit, like... You know what I mean? I'm not rich. I can't. I'm waiting to go get that Rolex because I can't afford that yet. But I can get the name brand cereal if anybody's wondering. Hey, that's you know. all you can wish for, man. Name brand cereal yeah. is, is a priority. But but no, to, to be honest, though, like when I first quit my job and shit, bro, it was fucking rough, bro. My apartment was already ghetto as fuck. Already like completely roach infested. Like I'm talking like I'd have studio sessions over and not like this interface right here. I'd have like there was like uh, vents in it and shit. I'd have roaches crawling out of my fucking interface in the middle of sessions and shit. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, <laughs> so it wasn't glamorous at all. And then I was broke as fuck, dude. Like I only owned one pair of shoes for like two and a half years, bro. Like this was recently like like 
up until like a couple years ago, I only owned one pair of fucking shoes. They were dirty as fuck, beaten up as fuck. Like, cause I did everything. I worked in them. I did this in them. I did that in them. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, that shit sucked, but it's finally getting now to a point where it's like starting to be worth it, man. <laughs> Run into my uh the the camera by yourself. That's what you gotta do. Hey hell yeah. Hey, hey y'all finessing. <laughs> hey, but no, like that's that's crazy because a lot of even a lot of people don't get that opportunity to to live off of what they're creating. They don't make that opportunity, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, For well that's real, that's like, true. Because like you said, it wasn't glamorous, right? But and, you and, thugged but it I, out. You you struggled and you went through it, and facts. you and now look at you. You facts, yeah, yeah. Because because that's the thing too is like a lot of people don't want to go through that struggle. And and number one, the first thing I want to say, bro, is like, like yeah, I've had I've had help. Like don't get, I've never had anybody like just give me fucking you know what I mean. But like. I'm blessed to have Chris, bro, because without him, like, I don't know what I would be doing right now. I'd probably, I would definitely be making music, but I don't know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I've I've definitely been blessed with people that have helped me and put me in good positions, but at the same time, it's like, uh, those people believe for a reason, you know? Somebody yeah. like Chris, like, he's not going to just tell somebody, hey, go run this studio if he doesn't really think, like, hey, this motherfucker definitely. knows what they're doing, you know what I mean? So... Um, I've definitely been blessed, man. A lot of people have helped me out at times when I really fucking needed it, man. And when I was broke as fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always had, even like I said, when I was a kid, man, I, I, I didn't always have what I wanted, but I always had what I needed, bro. Like, even if I was sleeping on the couch, even if I was sleeping in my fucking car in a Walgreens parking lot or some shit, I was cool though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I'm just lucky. It could have been a lot worse, man. But at the end of the day, like... You just got to take that risk, man. You got to jump. You know what I mean? And it's going to suck at first, but you're going you gonna to figure it out. If you just if you just tell yourself, like, yo, if you want to make a living off music, stop doing anything besides music. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and you ain't going to make a living at first. You, well, you're going to live, but you're going to be broke as fuck. But it's like... If you're if you're working a if you're working a nine to five over here, you're doing that. Like, don't get me wrong, you might need to do that for a while, but there's gonna come a point where you gotta you gotta fucking shut that easy money off and you gotta go get the hard money. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, yeah, man. <coughs> so Wave House, how do people how do people get you know into contact with Wave House and get in contact with you to actually book sessions and stuff? Uh, man, hit up me or Chris, man. Hit like. I mean, we have a wave. Uh, we have a website, wavehousestudios.com. That's W A V H O U S E S T U D I O S dot com. Um, but yeah, just hit me or Chris up, man. Hit us up to book. Uh, Chris don't really run too many sessions there. It's more so how it's set up right now is I'm running all of the sessions, and then because uh, Chris is still better at mixing and mastering and yeah. shit than me, I'm learning. What I know about mixing and mastering, I've learned from Chris. So when I have questions and shit like that, I'm still going to Chris like, man, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? So um, but so he don't really run sessions, but if you need to book, you can definitely get in contact with him to book, or you can get in contact with me, man. Uh, I try to stay pretty easy to reach. I mean, sometimes I suck at answering my phone, but <laughs> I try, man. Hey, but, it's a it, man, it's a great-looking studio. Hey, thank you, man. It's thank a great-looking studio. And I saw you whenever y'all were posting pictures of, like, whenever y'all were building it and 
What was that? I ain't, I ain't, well, I ain't even gonna lie because I was up in Nebraska while that was happening, so I don't want to like take credit for building it. That was all Chris, man. So but he 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 built it, bro. He built that hole from the ground up, pretty much by himself. He had somebody build the shell of the building, and then he did everything else himself. And he had uh, a fr an electrician friend of his helped with the elect uh, electrical work, but other than that, bro, he built that hole by hand, pretty much. That is crazy because it looks. Oh, it's amazing, it's bro. Ama it yeah. looks great. And even, like, the little details, like the baseboards and shit like that yeah. are just, like, it looks dope. You know what I mean? So, hey, anybody out there, hit up Wave Studio. Wave, Wave House. House. Wave House Studios, man. House of Waves. Wave House. Hey, yeah. get your shit mixed right. Get your shit ran by Gringo the MC, man. That, I it's see. It's a good vibe, man. Come fuck with us, for real. Like, because I think, I ain't going to lie, like, I'm really happy with like how I'm turning out as an engineer. I'm still learning and I'm still learning. I'm still improving on technical shit. But at the end of the day, like I'm an artist first. So like, yeah. I already know, I know what you're like, not you, whoever's in the studio. I know what you're trying to do. Like I got yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, y'all be in trusting hands. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Allstate. <laughs> Is that the, the tagline for Allstate? Uh, I think it's you're in good hands with Allstate. Hey, well, you're in good hands with fucking Wavehouse. Hey, facts, man. Hey, facts. so let's talk a little bit about the show improve. You, that's something that's really big on your social media. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of follow that. What is that? Uh, I don't even really know, man. It started off as I was just doing like a song a week and uh, doing like mostly remixes and shit. And then it's just, it kind of just evolves like. But the concept of it is just like show and prove. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody say they can rap. Like, it, cause I had this, I got this big problem, bro, with all these rappers, bro. You got rappers, and it's like they get a, they get a, they get a little buzz on a song or some shit, and then something happens in their life, and they go to Facebook or they go to Twitter or they go to Instagram and they bitch about it and this and that. It's like, bro, you're a fucking rapper. If you got something to say, make a fucking song. Like, you yeah. know, like, like people always sitting here like. Oh, nobody's listening to my music. And it's like, yeah, because you're bitching on Facebook about this and that and taking subliminal shots at other. Do that in your music, dog. Like, give. Th that's the interesting shit that people want in music, you know? So, uh, to me, it's just kind of a point to if I got something to say, I want to do it through music. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I do. Why the fuck would I sit here and make fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like,. I don't know, man. You it's, let your music speak for, for what you got going on in your life. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. If you're an artist, then I feel like that's the fucking point. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, uh, so, yeah, Show and Prove is still evolving, bro. Like, at one point, it was just remixes. And then for a while, I was making all my own beats for the Show and Proves because I was like, if you're going to show and prove what you can really do to make the beat, too. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like, man, fuck it. I just started, like, it's whatever, man. It's just... Uh, and that's what's, what's dope about you is not only do you record it, you write, you produce. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I've, I've heard your music, and I think that's one of the best fucking producer tags oh order like gringo yeah, yeah that yeah. shit that had me rolling the first time i heard hey, it thank you man a lot of people do like and i didn't i didn't i never thought much of it but a lot of people <laughs> lately have been saying they like it i like it man it's, it's dope but that's that's what's crazy about you you do it you know you full circle with it thank you man and show and prove you know i think it doesn't have to be your beats that you're you're rapping over i mean some of them are but like you said man you're putting what's going on yeah. And the music. Yeah, facts. Yeah, hell yeah. And then this last project that you put out, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Mm -hmm. Why don't you 
talk a little bit about that because I I know the the cover art yeah. has a little little backstory to I'm it. I'm glad you dug into that. Yeah, cuz like a lot of people just some people think that's me on the cover. I'm like I, I mean, at first you glance, did? I no, at first glance you look at it, you kind of like Yeah, you would assume that that, that it's, it's the a, artist. It's, it's yeah. a white guy. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's on the the cover. You you assume it's it's yeah, you. but uh, no, but you you have a backstory to it. Yeah, man. So uh, I decided um, I decided that I wanted to call the project "All Dogs Go to Heaven" because it's like it's not like you know it's like it's like the old children's movie and shit. Yeah. All dogs go to heaven, but it's like it means something like all dogs, not like puppies, but like yeah. humans, like dudes, like dogs. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of made that, and I just wanted it. I just wanted it to have, I don't know, I, I, I was just so focused on having some type of message in it. I just don't want to drop something because it sounds cool. I want it to mean something. And one day, one day it just fucking hit me, man. And uh, uh, actually, uh, I had gotten, okay, so one time I opened for Dram um, in Omaha, right when, Bro uh, when Broccoli was pop. Oh, yeah, Cha-Cha. Yeah, but yeah. No, when Broccoli was popping, Okay, poppin', with Yachty. Dram got booked in Omaha, and I opened for him. And uh, and at that show there was these kids, and they reminded me of me when I was younger, cause they were like they were young, they were like seventeen or some shit. One of them was on house arrest, cut off his house arrest monitor to come to the show. Damn. And man, they had all this acid and shit, and they gave me some acid. It fucking completely blew my wig back, bro. It was crazy, <laughs> bro. There's pictures of me and Dram, and like my eyes are like this and shit. But uh, anyway, so one of those kids, his name is Corey Jones. And he was a big fan of my music, and he's from my hometown, uh, Norfolk, and uh, and he passed away like I don't shortly after that show. You know what I mean? And uh, and so I had an idea. I was like, man, I want to put him on the cover of that hoe. And originally my plan was kind of I want to make a volume two to all. I don't know if I'm still gonna do it, but I want to make a a volume two to All Dogs Go to Heaven and use a different fan who's passed away because I've had hella fans that have passed away yeah. through whatever car crashes overdoses anything you know so i just kind of you know he uh he he showed me a lot of love and he passed my music on to a lot of people and i appreciate that so i want his legacy to live on like yeah. all dogs go to heaven you know what i'm hey, saying like like that's super dope that you're connected with your fans in that way yeah yeah i i hit up uh well his friend had hit me up and uh his his friend hit me up and asked, he said, hey, man, um, Corey met you at the Dram Show or something, and he was a huge fan of your music. Uh, it would be really dope if you could shout him out in a song. And I got the message, and I, I was sitting there thinking about it, and, I, and so I was like, do bro, something. I'll do you one better. You know what I mean? And so I went to Corey's Instagram and got uh, one of the last photos that I could find of him, like one of the most recent photos yeah. that I could find before he passed. And uh, it was just like, it had the fireworks in the background and shit. It was like him just standing in front of fireworks, happy as fuck. And these fireworks all going going off in the background. And I was like, man, that's it. Like, that's the cover. You know what I mean? Like, And it was like a low quality image and shit. Like, super bad lighting taken on a fucking probably low level Android or some shit. But just like, <laughs> the whole vibe was just like, yeah, man. Like, I felt like he was talking to me. You know what I mean? <coughs> Well, definitely R.I.P. to to Corey, man. Yeah, shout out Corey Jones, his whole family. They've all been super cool and supportive hey, about it. Gringo man. is definitely keeping you alive out here. He's he's definitely, I I know who you are. Fact, yeah, true. Through yeah. Gringo, I'm doing what I can, man. I'm trying, man. 
Hey, so what's next for Gringo, man? I mean, you said you might be in All Dogs Go to Heaven too, but man. what are you working on right now? On it, well, the the reason why I said might is because like right now, bro, I don't even want to. I don't even want to drop no projects because it's like, why? Like I could just drop single. I could drop a single every week because I I drop like All Dogs Go to Heaven and you start looking at the numbers and it's like then uh, less than a mil has a bunch of plays. Django has a little bit less. Fucking what's three two involved track three is like two involved or some shit that has anyways it goes down and down and down the further down you go so like the moral of the story is people dripping are always finesse two involved chicken oh, dripping finesse yeah yeah before the capa yeah the the whole project is great hey thank you man but uh but 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 my point is is that songs get buried when you drop yeah. a project because some people just check out the first song or two so I'm like man. Instead of that, I would rather just drop one song at a time more consistently because everybody will check that hoe out when it comes out, yeah. you know, rather than play the first couple songs off the album and whatever. Um, so I want to do a bunch of singles. I uh, A couple days ago, I got a song. I made a song called Northside, and uh, a dude named Ken Lewis uh, actually offered to mix it. He runs an online audio school. Well, first off, Ken Lewis is the fucking Michael Jordan of mixing and mastering, bro. Like, this dude... He's got 97 plat uh, platinum plaques. He worked He worked on all of the lights for Kanye. He worked on 2014 Forest Hills Drive for J. Cole. He worked on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. He worked on... It's one of my favorite albums. Bro, he, no, like, he's worked on... He worked on Good Kid, Mad City for Oof. Kendrick to Pimp a Butterfly for Kendrick. Okay. He's, like, yeah. I'm, like, he touches this everything. This guy's got the accolades, Like, man. all of the classics, he's probably touched them. <coughs> anyway, so he... Uh, he heard Northside and he runs an online audio school and uh, he heard Northside and he wanted to mix it. He said, I'm going to mix it for free. I just want to be able to make a tutorial using your song and put it on my online audio school, which uh, this motherfucker's charging in the fucking triple quadruple digits for his mixes. So it's like we were blessed that he's like. He could use our song to help him, and obviously we could use his fucking $1,000 mix. You know yeah. what I mean? So so he mixed that hoe. That's probably going to be the next like big single that we really push. And uh, he actually wants to mix more of my music. He's chosen another song already. And so he's probably going to be mixing a bunch of my music, which is dope as fuck. Uh, but other than that, man, I'm just trying to keep putting out music, bro. I'm trying to not think about it too hard. Like, I'm running the studio. The studio's going good. You're taking it day by day. Yeah, I want to start. Once the studio gets a little bit more um, settled in and, and, and things aren't so crazy and, you know, my schedule's not changing so much, I want to get out to traveling more. I want to fucking get out to L.A. a little bit more. I want to get out to Atlanta a couple times this year. And uh, I really just want to move around, bro. Like I said, I've always glamorized that that Rolling Stone yeah. lifestyle. And I think that um, when it comes to music, there's no better way to, to promote than to just pack a bag and fucking go. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. I mean, shit. That, back in the day, that was, that was hip-hop. You go from fucking city to city. You perform a little bit. You pass out your flyers. That's you, all music, yeah. Yeah, you, you promote and that... Nowadays it's 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 all online. You're trying to do everything, but sometimes you got to get out there. Sometimes you you got to get out yeah. there and go one on one with the fans. You got to fucking Fags, yeah. shake some hands and fucking kiss some babies well, out it's there. Like you could send you could send you 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 have a new song. You could send that link to a thousand people and like 
you know what I mean? However many of them, a couple hundred of them might click on it, listen to it, check it out. But it's like when you go out in public and, and you meet somebody, they can't ignore you, bro. They yeah, have exactly. to check you out, whether they like you or don't like you, whatever. But they have to check you out. I mean, maybe they could ignore you, but it's like, I don't know. You're 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 more likely to get them to actually engage with you if you meet them in public. Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's no better there, there. There's no better way to promote than word of mouth and meeting people and just fucking doing shit, man. Well, I definitely am excited for the next chapter and Gringo the MC, man. Facts. Me too, bro. <laughs> uh, I maybe. Know lot, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I know a lot of people are, are, are waiting for this episode. A lot of people have wanted this. Hell yeah. That's dope, man. Shit. I'm just I'm I, happy that people want to hear from me, man. I don't remember where I heard you from. I, I know it was on Facebook. I, I don't remember where I found you. I just feel like I've kind of like just known. I don't like. I know I found out about you within the last probably couple years. I think right. It was in the probably. I've only been doing the show for a little bit over a year. So, so it was probably within the last year. But yeah, I, it had to been yeah. I don't remember how I heard you, and I I know it was on somebody. Was it through Kent? No, it wasn't through Kent because I just met Kent not too long ago. Shout out to Kent. Yeah. Shout out to Low Key, man. Yeah, I just saw him. I went uh, I went to Avant Garden a couple nights ago and uh yeah, I sat up there, had a couple drinks at the bar, talked to him. Hey, yeah, shit. shout out to Low Key is me. Shout out to all the guys over there at Guts Podcast. That's my family, man. Yeah, Guts. Hell yeah, yeah. If you're into horror, man, check that hey, shit definitely. out. Definitely. Guts Podcast on Instagram. That's G dot U dot T dot S dot podcast, I believe. Check them out. Man, but no, I think it was definitely on Facebook. I don't remember who it was, but they were promoting your music. They were just, like, sharing your stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, obviously, the name Gringo DMC yeah. caught my attention. Okay, shit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure with a lot of people, your name catches attention. Are, are you Hispanic, bro? Yes. I th okay, I thought so, but I didn't I A lot of people sure. can't tell. A lot yeah. of people, I mean... Well, he, your name is Hispanic, right? What's, yeah. your, what's your real name? David Garcia. Garcia. Okay, yeah. Yes. I could. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, man. but yeah. a lot of people think I'm either like a dark white guy. You look guy. kind of Italian, man. Some people think kind, I'm a dark white guy. Kind of Italian. Kind. I could see that. But no, yeah, I'm Hispanic. So, I mean, I saw the name and I was like, let me check him out. And then highly impressed. Hey, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. But I'm definitely excited. What was the first song you heard, man? I think it was Django. Oh, no shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. It was that recent. Damn. Okay. Hell well, yeah. Well, because I think it was somebody promoting All Dogs Go to Heaven. And then I think it might have been whenever it first came out or something. Yeah. It had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I, you know, I looked into you and then I think I added you on Facebook. I added you on Instagram. And I think I added you on Twitter. Yeah. I went all out. You know, I follow everywhere. Yeah. But, hey. That's crazy. If you're going to fucking find this man, find him on Instagram. Not his Facebook. I mean, you can find him on Facebook. <laughs> but Instagram. Why don't, yeah. why don't you let everybody know where they can follow or, you at, man? Or Twitter, man. My Twitter need that boost. But, oh, yeah. Definitely. Twitter, uh, too. Yeah, man. Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat uh, are all at Gringo the MC. Search MC Gringo on Facebook. Uh, or Michael James McGringo, if you want my personal page, I'll be wilding on there. Yeah, um, you, you definitely are a good shit poster on. Hey, thank you. Hey, I'll be <laughs> fucking with people, man. It be getting to them, too. Um, but yeah, man, just Gringo DMC everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? All the all the platforms. Just Gringo DMC, Gringo DMC, Gringo DMC, Gringo DMC, Gringo DMC. And there's gonna know? be one. There's usually every. I look up Gringo DMC. I find you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't think there's any other ones. Yeah, <coughs> we dealt with that pesky MC Gringo from uh, uh where's he from? Brazil. Yeah. Hey, not you. 
Nobody likes you. Everybody likes this guy. I ain't going to lie, though. He got fans, though. Hey. <laughs> hey. But you're not Gringo to MC, man. Right. Check him out. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can find your music. Yeah, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe even go back to the dad piff. You never know. Hey, and check out SoundCloud and YouTube and shit. And check out Spotify, Apple Music. Because a lot of shit, I don't necessarily always post the same shit on on all those. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. those platforms. So go go look through it all, man. Find, find some shit you hey, like. Check out the show improves. Check out All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. Check out The American. What is it? Uh, what, American what? Dream. American don't Dream. Don't check out that CD. I don't like that CD. Hey, bro. I like it. I was on night shifts all week this week, and I I spent uh, probably about three hours listening to all, your whole discography. Oh, shit. Hell, I appreciate it, man. Thanks hey, for taking the time to do that. I like it, man. Hey, what what is the next one? It was uh, Soaked in Bleach. Soaked in Bleach, man. Yeah. Check it out. That's where it started. In my opinion, that's where it started to get good. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, check out all the music, definitely. I can't wait to put this one out. A lot of people have been expecting it. I'm glad you came by. Hey, of course, man. I had to, man. Shout out Slump. Shout out fucking hey, everybody, man. We out here. Gringo the MC. Check them out everywhere. Check out the show, Slump Sessions, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Slump Sessions. Uh, we're on... Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you can find the podcast. We're going to be right here. We're putting it out on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash slump sessions, man. We out here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Stay slump. Hey. Hell yeah. Hey, that shit was lit.